Coming to you from the Golden One Center, Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, getting ready for the Kings, the Orlando Magic tonight. i got to be careful because I'm sitting here next to Kyle, of course, and I got my box score next to him, and I should never put my box score anywhere near <laughs> Kyle Draper because the box scores, are they're like your natural enemy or something. It's just like, ah, No, because that's low-hanging fruit. It's low-hanging fruit. It, it's, get, give me something different. Whitey, first of all, we're supposed to be experts. You and I, we cover sports for a living. We yes. talk sports Can for a living. That? Yes. I don't want to be Joe Fan in my grandma's basement. Oh, let me look up the box score and see what was wrong last night. No, we we is that a shot at Freddie the Fan? Yes, yes, <laughs> Freddie the Fan. Hopefully, he doesn't uh, appear uh, tomorrow <laughs> after tonight's game. You know, no, but that's easy. That it, it's 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 more nuanced than that. What happens in a basketball game? For instance, we talked about it earlier. DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, 77 in Portland. Uh Oh, they had a great game. But not really when you look Mm -hmm. at it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's other stuff to look at instead of just points, rebounds, assists, and steals. I forget which game it was, but I was watching, of course, you and Katie. And it was one game within the last couple of weeks. And I know she, you know, she has different colored pens. She uses on the box score and everything. And at halftime, you were going to the box score. And you, it might have been when you guys were wearing the Christmas sweaters. And you were like, oh, here's Katie and her box score. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't say that, right? You did I just had that look, you think? You definitely (laughs) had the look and the tone a little bit. Katie yeah. loves her box score. She marks that thing <laughs> up, too. And I look at it, I'm like, how can you even read what you're writing there? Like, she got X's and O's and, you know, color coordinated and everything. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah. She, the work she of art. dives into that box score. Yeah. I glance at it, but, you know, I, I will say I looked at the box score yesterday in the third quarter, and I was like, darn, Malik only played five minutes. Like, I didn't even compute that uh-huh. while watching. So, yes, the box score can help you right, right then and there. But don't come at me the following day. Oh, Harrison Barnes was 0-3. He's the reason why we lost the game. No, it's much more than what's you know showing up in the box score. Yes, yes. I'm just I'm just gonna keep my box score over there, safe uh, over there. Speaking of numbers, as we speak, here are Brock Purdy's oh, numbers. You had to go there, Brock. With one game to go, Brock Purdy is Purdy. He has thrown for 4,280 yards, and he has 31 touchdown passes, both second. In the NFL, will he have a chance to improve on those numbers? Well, Kyle Shanahan said today, nope. Here's Kyle Shanahan on his plans to play who at quarterback this week? Here's no, Brock's the only guy for sure. No, I don't plan on playing. What went into that decision? Um, one, you only can, um, you can rest seven guys if nobody's hurt. If you get two practice squad guys up. We have at least six guys injured right now, so there's only I only know for sure we can rest one and someone with our starting quarterback. Brock's the only guy for sure I don't plan on playing Kyle Shanahan. That's the right move. No, that, that's definitely the right move. You want your starting quarterback healthy for the playoffs. You know, I, I mentioned having three weeks off and, and rust and everything. I, I don't think that'll happen with Brock Purdy. I mean, we saw what happened when he got hurt last season, that derailed their Super Bowl hopes. Sure did. So it, it's a great, it's it, it's the right move. Let me ask you this, because I'm going to go there. And it's not a deep dive discussion. If Sam Darnold comes out and plays phenomenal, three touchdowns, 300 yards, not saying he's a starter, but does that sort of, you know, give me a little ammunition that Brock – no. You know, okay, I'm just wondering. Like, if we throw Sam Darnold and he looks MVP-worthy, then... 
Well, as the Rams have already clinched a spot too, so this game's pretty meaningless on both sides. So they might be going so against. It, yeah, yeah. It's okay. so it's almost like so glorified we, preseason game. So this way. isn't a, a, an opportunity for a guy to you know grab some minutes like in the NBA, like Keon Ellis against Houston or anything like that. Like if Sam Darnold plays well, we can't extrapolate. Oh, Sam Darnold's—he's a good quarterback. I'm just asking. Well, it's big for him because he's going to be a free agent in March. And he might get And this another, is maybe his yeah. last. You know, he came to the 49ers thinking, I don't know about Brock Purdy, if his arm's yeah. even going to hold together. Yeah. And if yeah. his elbow uh, doesn't heal, I'm going to be the guy. Hasn't worked out. So now he's going to be a free agent in March, unrestricted. So the 49ers give him a chance. Like, all right, we're going to rest our guy. Here's your chance to show other teams what uh, what you can do. Yeah. And, yeah, you got to take it with a grain of salt if you're another team, given the circumstances. But still, he'll have a chance to do something and show somebody something. There are going to be teams looking for quarterbacks. No, you're right. You're, you're, Eagles, you're right. maybe. I don't know. I, uh, no, we know that's not yeah. the case. They may be looking for a coach, but not, <laughs> not a quarterback. But, you know, so no Brock Purdy. Who else would you rest? CMC because of the cap. Christian McCaff strain yeah. will also rest. And uh, then I would think. Debo? Trent Williams. Trent for sure, yeah. But you haven't said that for sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, his that's kind of a dicey situation with his ankle. I know Matt Barrows today in The Athletic was saying he probably will, if he plays at all, just be uh, a little bit. So, okay. well, yeah. And then you got some members of the secondary, too, that you pray Real quick, with. fellas, also within that PC, just to kind of heads up, and he spoke about it real fast right there. Yeah. They have six guys who are on the actual injured list. Yeah. Trent is not listed as one of those. And oh. so Purdy is the seventh, and that's what Shanahan was kind of explaining. Shanahan also, though, said, though, Drapes, he was like, I pretty much plan to play guys as quick as possible. So, like, I'm going to get them in for a, a half of a quarter or a quarter, yeah. and they're they're out of there. And then they asked him about Trent, and he was like, listen, if Jalen is available, then he'll play. Or if Banks is available, then Trent won't. But if they're not, then – Trent's going to have to play. He yeah. has to play. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got to play over there. Yeah. yeah. Jalen Moore is still, uh, I think he's still in concussion protocol. So yes, he is. still clearing okay. that up. But the okay. plan would be, yeah, definitely in a perfect world, everything goes the way they hope, uh, Trent Williams would be watching. Yeah. And the goal come this weekend is to just get out of there healthy, as healthy as, right? Yeah. Like the, the score, the game, you know, obviously you want to win if you're Shanahan, but you'd like to, you'd like but yeah, to, but yeah. it, it doesn't matter in the standings or anything like that. You clinch the number one seed. Health is the biggest priority. I do feel like, and, and, and you and Jay can chime in on this. If the, if he rests all the big names, talking about Debo, uh, Kittle, Trent, is there any concern that they will go three weeks in between games? I think that concern is outweighed by the knowledge that they're not going to get hurt. You know, it's like there's some concern there, but clearly of those two things, I'd rather deal with that, take that risk than the risk of playing them and then uh, being without one of them, you know, playoffs, which is football, of course, can always happen. Yeah, you're right. And, and, you know, I, I was looking at it. Other teams in the NFC, and I'm talking about contenders, they still have some, Eagles still have something to play for. Dallas still has something. Dallas hasn't clinched the division yet. Yeah, like Dallas just has to be Washington. Right? Yeah, they just got to get a win. And so those other teams will be playing their stars trying to win games, uh, I, I would imagine. So San Francisco is going to have the luxury not only of having the extra week because of the bye, but in essence this weekend's game against the Rams is sort of like a bye 
yeah. for, for the star players as well. So yeah. they will be well-rested uh, for that uh, Super Bowl push. And as uh, we were saying yesterday, and I forget where I read this, but it's true, essentially the first-round buy, it's almost like the 49ers have already won a playoff game. Yeah. It's like they've they yeah. advanced. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the next. it's a huge advantage, and it's one that, given the state of the roster, I mean, look at all the guys right now they have that are banged up. I think they needed it. I think yeah. it was essential, and they would have said, you know, we all, yeah, you got to win any way we can, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they could have really realistically won a Super Bowl if they'd had to play the extra playoff the game. extra game. Yeah, that's, that's – You never know. For any team, too. I yeah. Mean, that, that's a tough road. You know, you, you talk about my Philadelphia Eagles – uh, let's say in, in game one, I, I got to pull up the standings. Who would they have to play? Uh, probably on the road against, uh, you know, probably NFC South. Yeah, uh, probably Tampa. You know, the Tampa, way it's shaping yeah. up, not so not a tough. In. But then maybe then you got to go to San Francisco and then to Dallas or Detroit or something like that's a tough road mm-hmm. to have to go on the road for every single game. And so. No, you're right, man. It's, uh, you know, the, the Niners are, are clearly in the driver's seat. They have the easiest path. And, you know, whether you're Dallas, Detroit, whoever, it's going to be a tough road to hoe to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you just brought it up. Who will the 49ers face in their playoff opener? We will peek at those possibilities, okay. and there's some tasty possibilities. Next, uh, from the Golden One Center, it's a Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. YouTube chat, uh, comment of the day nominee here from Campio. Good to hear from you, Campio. Happy New Year. Katie's box score is great for the fans. <laughs> I think I'm glad so. Campio enjoys it. Uh, <laughs> then he, he, you know, when I said uh, called us experts, experts, question mark, he asked. <laughs> so I don't know if Campio's our guy or is he hating on us? I, I, I don't know. He's just having fun. Okay. Is that yeah. what it is? All right. Right, right. Tell Ray Allen I said hi, by the way, Campio. <laughs> yeah. He knows everybody, right? Yeah, he does. And Magic Johnson. Magic. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Katie, it's just, it's uh, if you haven't seen it, because she tweets those too, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. She tweets yeah. it out. Circles the important yeah. things and underlines different colors. It's great. It, it's, it's her way of, of showing the fans, hey, these are the things I'm paying attention to. These are the things I see. And you can see it. On uh, on on the box score, obviously I'm not a fan of the box score. You know, uh, I, you know I, I'm not gonna deep dive into it uh, like she is. That's just me. I'll tell you the stats and, and the numbers. And yes, Compio, I'm on the call tonight, uh, and, and so I, nice. I constantly look at it because it's part of my job. But in terms of analysis, the next day, it, I, I can't, it's it's not that. I'll tell you what I love about box scores. All right, what you love? I found that a basketball box score, there is almost always, almost always at least one number in a box score, an NBA box score, that makes you go, whoa. One number somewhere in there. There's one thing that jumps out at you. And I mentioned that to, you know, Jerry Reynolds, who's seen a few box scores. And I said, you know, that's what it seems to me. And he goes, oh, I agree. And I thought, really? wow, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. always one thing, and it might just be something you go, well, that's the key to the game, or just something where you go, you know, like, I didn't realize. Like, right. Malik Monk played how many minutes? Yeah. But to yeah. me, there's always one thing in there. It's like, whoa, right. I had, I didn't know that. Or that, well, that's what the game came down to. Excuse me. Yeah. And, and you know, even the DeMontis Sabonis turnovers, like, I knew he had a lot, but yeah. I looked at so, yeah. 11. God. Exactly. Like, exactly. 11, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, something like that. Or points in the paint, fast break, uh-huh. you know, uh, the, you know those kind of stats too. No, I, I, you're you're right, but let me ask you this. And I know we're going to talk about some other things. No, it's fine. We're, yeah. Did Domas have a good game or a bad game yesterday? 
Uh, overall, he had an okay game, and it looked like he played better than what did Deuce say last night, RJ? Domas had the worst double double I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen. It's he like, was yeah, 11 of 21 from the field, 19 rebounds, 23 points. Looking at the box score, that looks great. You got to look at the whole thing. Uh, and then he had the 11 turnovers to go with it, right? And he it's had like, five fouls, and you know, they were they didn't do as well when he was, but on if the floor. you ignored those numbers and you just watched the game. I would argue you probably didn't think Domas had a good game because the turnovers, the sloppy play sure. would have stood out. Sure. And that's what I'm saying about the box score. You know, you can't necessarily just only, you know, oh, look sure. at that. I agree with that. It's like the analytics in whatever sport. Like, you look at them, but if you're going to say, well, that's it, that's the be-all, end-all, right, right. then you're just not looking at the whole exactly. picture. Let's take a look at the whole picture here on who the 49ers Ooh. could play in their first playoff game. It's going to be hard to wait for this, right? Yeah. This game this week. By the way, once again, a salute. Props to Jay Ross, Jason Ross. He's the only person I know of who, before the season started, said, oh, the Rams will be a playoff team. And I didn't, you know, I like Jay Ross, so I didn't laugh in his face. But deep down, I thought, yeah, right. (laughs) right? And here they are. (laughs) Here they are. So well played. Yes. Uh, So the 49ers could play. And Emil has a look at this at SackdownSports.com. Well done, Emil. They could play. The number seven seed, which right now would be the Packers. Okay. It's unlikely uh, the Packers, what they would have to do is they would have to clinch. And then uh, they would, if they, if they, let's see, they win this week, they beat the Bears, then it would be on to uh, win a wild card weekend. Then the 49ers would probably play them. Yeah. The number six seed, the LA Rams. The Rams have already clinched the six seed. Uh, so... They could see the 49ers in what would be round two for them, yeah. round one for the 49ers. Depends. They would uh, have to – they would see either the Cowboys or the Lions on wild card weekend. So the Rams would have to beat one of those teams. Could happen, but it's unlikely. Uh, the number five seed, could the 49ers be taking on in their first playoff game <laughs> the Philadelphia they Eagles? Smoke. They don't want that in their first playoff game. The Eagles have the five seed right now. <laughs> looking says Emil, looking like a shell of themselves the last six weeks. <laughs> uh, Philly is reeling at the moment, but with their playoff position, they would face the winners of the NFC South on Wild Card Weekend. That is currently Tampa Bay, a team that just got demolished by New Orleans in a must-win contest. So the Eagles, uh, if they beat Tampa Bay, we could end up with Philadelphia <laughs> going to. Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. That would be the worst possible <laughs> scenario for the San Francisco 49ers. Let's be honest. Wouldn't be so great for your team either. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. But you know what? You get through them, and then, all oh, you got the confidence back. You got the swagger back. We could go into Dallas then and beat up on Dallas. I think the Eagles still have a shot at um, winning the uh, division. I, I, I'm not 100% sold on the Cowboys uh, this week because they always seem to collapse mm. in the in the biggest of moments. Uh, but out of all those teams you listed, Eagles, Rams, Bucks, Packers, the Eagles have to be the one team you don't want to see, right? Because they have the potential. They have a higher ceiling than I think all the other uh, potential matchups. Maybe, it, but the Eagles' problems, especially defensively, have been so – uh, noticeable. They're yeah. like the Philadelphia cream cheese. Their defense. Though. Oh, it's like that. Now. I mean, it is. Okay, it okay. just has been. You know, we yeah, you know, we can't. But you know, it has. It's been really bad. If uh, you know, if that's not something they can bounce back from, 
uh, then you wouldn't mind playing them the first round, getting them out of the way. I, I say bring it on. I, I, I would I would welcome that if I'm Philadelphia. One team to keep an eye on. Can the Saints still get the division? I, I, I believe so. The Saints would be a tough matchup because they have a good defense. Their defense is legit. Uh, you know, Saints are flying under the radar a little bit. Their defense is legit. Tampa Bay, though, it could happen. Tampa Bay, they only need to beat the Panthers on the road uh, in Week 18. Yeah, so, yeah, they can. Yeah, the Saints Worst need to beat the Falcons, and Tampa needs to lose. Yeah, right, right. Tampa's probably not going to lose to Carolina. Although I heard Baker Mayfield is uh, he's a little banged up. Yeah. So Tampa Bay would face. Uh, the number five seed in the NFC in round one. Likely they'd be the Eagles. Yeah. And then if they did win, if they beat Philly and no lower seed wins, then it could be. Seattle uh, needs a lot of help, though, right, to, to get it. And, like, they, they need. Um, they do. They need they Green Bay to lose. They yeah. need Green Bay to lose. Yeah. yeah. Green Bay currently is in the last spot. Uh, they have a 60% chance to clinch the postseason. They need to beat the Bears in week 18. That which is no guarantee. No, no guarantee. Yeah, yeah. And the Seahawks and the Saints are both still in play. And you know how crazy things get. Uh, man, last week the Eagles got to find a way to get the uh, win the division. Man, we need the Cowboys to lose. And, and this game against the Giants is not a. I'm not going to mark it down. Not after the way what the happened? Eagles yeah. lost to Arizona. Like this is on the road in New York. Remember they lost to the Jets in New York uh, earlier this season. So uh, this is a tough matchup. With that being said. If I'm Philly, I'd welcome a, a week one of the playoffs against Tampa Bay. I yeah. feel like you could go beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, I that would be that. a good way to good kind way of get everything back thing. on yeah, track, exactly. feel good about yourselves. Right. But, you know, given that the 49ers could play the Rams in uh, the first round for the 49ers of the playoffs, yeah. this game, you know, neither team, the Rams or the 49ers, they don't want to show the other team right. anything. They're going to play their reserves. It's going to be an almost almost totally meaningless game. And, and the Rams are, if I'm correct, pretty much locked into that position, too, if I'm correct. They are locked into uh, the sixth spot. So yeah, see. they're lo- locked into the sixth spot. So, yes, yeah, they, they have nothing to gain. So, so no reason to They'll show They'll be playing anything. Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Well, they could play could play the Lions, I think. Yeah, it's Detroit. According to Emil. Yeah. Yeah, Lions, it's yeah. looking like. Because Dallas, then, Dallas or Detroit. Yeah, and if yeah, because if Dallas wins – they win in division, and they still own the tiebreaker over Detroit. If Philly wins, I, I think Philly, same thing. They would own – and Philly wins the division, they would own the tiebreaker over Detroit, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah, I think Detroit's locked into that three. Yeah, so here we go. Yeah, it's a huge, huge accomplishment, obviously, for the 49ers. Plus, it's just what they were pretty uh, upfront about. They were aiming for all year, and when you make it clear, this is what we're going for, you want to do it, or else you've already failed before the playoffs even start. Is the NFC – weaker than you thought it was like did you think like I, I know Niners fans thought they would be the number one seed but yeah there's every, there's... every other NFC team has some holes mm-hmm. like you know if you were to list Super Bowl favorites it would be San Fran and I'm talking both conferences Baltimore at, and then you might go two or three other AFC teams before you get to a Dallas or Philly, in my opinion. Yeah, like Green Bay is a playoff team? What? Right, the Rams right. all good for them, but I didn't think they were yeah, that good. And, and, I, I just feel like the yeah. NFC is pretty weak right now. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest, the fact that your team has really fallen off is yes. one of the things that makes the yes. conference appear pretty weak right now. Yeah, I, I, I was saying all season long, the Niners and Eagles, they were on a collision course. Like, they weren't playing against 
other right. teams in there. They were keeping an eye on each right. other. It was like in the old days of the NBA, the way the Lakers and Celtics yeah, were. Yeah, exactly. That that you know that was their competition. The Eagles, they're not even on that level right now. And I can honestly say that I, I'm a realist. I'm not going to you know try sugarcoat it or my team's going to you know. They are reeling right now. What and do you think you're happened? Hearing, well, you, you're hearing A.J. Brown's not happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you heard, uh, you know, um, Hurts' comments a couple of weeks ago after the game. You know, never, everybody's not on the same page. Uh, calls for Sirianni to be fired. Like Secondary is just abysmal. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's an Eagles fan. He's in the business. And he said, I can't wait for this season to come to an end soon enough. Like, it has been the most disappointing season in recent memory to be an Eagles fan because on paper, all the talent is there. Everything is there. But this is one of those, something has to change. Somebody has to go. It's been a disappointment. So give us your prediction. The 49ers in their first playoff game this year will face? That's a great question. What do you think, I'm going to go Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles? I think Philadelphia Eagles, yep. I'm going Detroit. I think they're going to end up playing. Let's go Rams. Oh, you think the Rams beat Detroit? That could happen. Yeah. Or Dallas. Yeah, he got Detroit. Okay. 49ers and Rams. Yeah, the ancient rivalry renewed in Santa Clara. Yeah. 49ers are going to win. Doesn't matter. I know. They're going to win. Right? Come on. They're going to win. I would love to see the Eagles. That would be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun here tonight. Uh, But when we come back, you know who else is going to have a lot of fun this offseason? former 49er coach Jim Harbaugh. So one more uh, football segment here. If you were Jim Harbaugh, Kyle Draper, would you jump back into the NFL? And where would you go? That's next from the Golden One on Sacktown News. Coming to you from the Golden One Center. Kyle Draper, you got play-by-play duties tonight, right? Yeah, man. Uh, excited. Uh, did a deep dive into the Orlando Magic. Uh should be a fun game. They're banged up a little bit. No Markel Foltz, uh, no Jonathan Isaac, you know. So they got some injuries, but uh should be a fun one, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kings fans need to win tonight. Kings need to win. Kings fans are really having a hard time today. You know what? I, I, I saw a bunch of them leaving the building last night, and they were yelling and screaming at me, Drapes, do you believe this? This is, you know, like I was the most level-headed one in the building last night, mm-hmm. which is saying something. We need this one tonight. You painted yourself into a corner yesterday. I did. I did. You know, usually after a loss like that, I want to capture the emotion of the fan. That, that's my philosophy when I do these post-game shows is capture the emotion of the fan. As I was about to do the post-game show, I said to myself, darn, I went on the radio <laughs> earlier today and told Kings fans to chill. Right. I said, take it easy. No matter what it's happens no matter, tonight, you said. I said, we could lose tonight's game. And I and, said, they better not lose tonight. <laughs> and Vince was like, no, we ain't losing this game. <laughs> and sure enough, we lost. So I was like, I can't be the one yelling and screaming. And, you know, I can't. I said, everything's going to be all right. Now, if you come back and win tonight, and I told you, you went one and one against Orlando and Charlotte. Not the best, but you you take that. Okay, all right, we're one and one on this homestand so far. And so because they lost last night, tonight becomes that much more important. I just feel that the loss to Portland and then the loss last night, you lose to two bad teams that were shorthanded, kind of leaves a mark. So, yeah, if they win tonight, that's great. But I think the Kings have had so many mystifying games this year that yeah. they're beyond the point where, okay, well – you flush those because 
uh, you know, you have a, a nice win in the next game. So something has to be done, I think, for this team to be better. It has to be addressed. What happened last night, as the high flyer said last night, has to be addressed one way or the other. Lineup change, I, I don't know. Uh, you go out and make a trade. Maybe you're, you take more risk than you were willing to take in the trade market before. I don't know. But something has to be addressed because, you know, I mean, that is – I understand what you're saying, but that was a mystifying loss Mis- last night. Mystifying loss, bad loss. I want to do something different coming up here, Whitey. Indulge me, if you will. You got it. Because I'm seeing all these so-called experts, all these guys with answers out there about what the Kings need, uh-huh. who they should trade, who they should get. I need to hear from them. 916-339-1140. Let's open up the phone lines. Not this segment. Next segment, maybe in the 5 o'clock hour, because we can sit here and talk about, oh, they need to go out there and get DeJounte Murray. We need to go out there and get P.J. Washington, all these trades. We got experts on social media. This phone is – I'm going to have to throw it away, man, because every time we lose, I run to it, I look and see, <laughs> and everybody got an opinion. Are you all gonna, right, smart Kings fans, what should the team do? Are you going to listen to people? You know, sometimes I think no, perhaps. If they come, no, if they people, come with some yeah. bull crap, I'm not. Listen, I, people, I, then they get, they, get, they get scared to call. <laughs> but, hey, you know, because what, what winds up happening is people are all brave on social media and things like that. Well, put a name to it, like you say on the text line. Put your name put on your it. Put your name on it. Now's your chance to put your name on it, Kings fans. What do you want to happen? How disappointed are you? You can listen to me and Whitey talk all night long. We can talk. Trust me. But I'm done. I, I see what you guys are saying behind the screens, behind your little phones, on your uh, YouTube, uh, on the tablet, on the YouTube chat. Put your name on it. Uh-huh. Don't come with no screen name All right. or nothing like that. That's uh, that, that's next segment or, or maybe well, even tomorrow, you know, we can have a, a venting session or something like that. Uh, the way things are going, we can, you know, obviously there's a couple segments there. Yeah. Yeah, we uh 1140 Uh we'll talk uh Harbaugh here but let me know Jay. Uh we, did you say we have a caller already? Ramsey, thank we'll, you. We'll get to you Ramsey. Hold on. That's the next segment. I want to talk Harbaugh cuz I got some takes on John Harbaugh. All right. Okay. So we'll get to you at uh, top of the hour uh, to figure out where we go with the Kings here. As far as Coach Jim Harbaugh, you know, yeah. Harbaugh right yeah. now getting ready for the national championship game, right? He's got Michigan yeah. to the national championship game against Washington. Yeah. Pac-12. Yeah, let's go Pac-12. Anyway, he also has from the University of Michigan, here you go, Coach. Here's a 10-year extension for you. Woo. You can have this. Hasn't signed it yet. Is he going to come to the back to the NFL? He could. So if you're Jim Harbaugh, do you jump back into the NFL? Do you stay uh, at Michigan? You've got among teams looking for jobs. You got the Los Angeles Chargers. You got San Diego ties. Excuse me. You, well, you do have San Diego ties, but you have Charger ties. Yeah, Chargers. They're not. They don't have San Diego yeah. ties anymore. You have the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. You have Raider ties. Carolina could be looking for co- a coach. Uh, a number of other teams could. But if you're Coach Harbaugh, what are you doing? Which way are you leaning right now? I think depending on the setup in the NFL, who's your quarterback? Who's your GM? Are you the one shopping for the groceries? And do you win a national championship with Michigan this year? Hmm. So you're waiting to see what happens there? I'm waiting to see what happens there. I think right now I would be leaning to the NFL. The sanctions, the issues off the court, off the field, Uh you know, this may be the best it can get at Michigan. Now, I don't know about the, 
you know, it looked like if you wanted the Raider job a few weeks ago, you could have had it. But now, now I know, think that, Pierce has done yes, enough right, to, to earn that right. job. Yeah. But the Charger job is probably one you could get. They got they cap got, issues, but they've got talent. And you want a quarterback. Talent. You got, they a, got quarterback. a quarterback. You got, yeah. I, I would. It, what were the other teams you said? Chargers, yes. Raiders, uh, uh, Carolina, you know, Washington Carolina, probably no. is going to be no. in the mix. No, I think the Chargers job is probably the best of the bunch mm-hmm. uh, right there. And you know they're going to back up the Brinks truck. I think him. so. Like, it's going to be. Right. I don't know what the number is, but they're going to make it well worth your while. Right. You and, know, and they'd have to because you could say, look at this extension I got from Michigan. I could sign that right, right. now. You have to beat that you by a lot. Beat that. Yeah. And, and what's what that? Ex- is that $10 million a year? I forget what the. Uh, I have to check the numbers. Extension. Yeah. I, I think. It's lucrative. I'll say that. I think it's time for Jim Harbaugh to come back to the NFL, especially if Michigan wins it. You know, given everything that happened this season in terms of, you know, Spygate or whatever you want to call it, you know, videotaping and and having having somebody on the sideline, whatever his role in it was, he's been through a lot this season and last season, remember. Um, And so I just think he's at his peak right now. He can name his job when he comes uh, into the NFL. The Chargers, to me, are a team that's, you know, on the cusp. They just need they need a him. coach. Right? Chargers they, need they him. They need him. And history suggests if you get him, it's not like he's going to be in the NFL with one team for a long time. He tends to burn out. But yeah. he, what he did with San Francisco anyway is he had a lot of success early on. And if you're Harbaugh, you look at that, and, yeah, they, as I said, they have cap issues, but they got talent there. And it's kind of similar to what the 49ers were when he arrived there. It's like, there's a lot of talent here. This is yeah. an underperforming team. Yes. I could do nothing, and they will win more games, and I'll look like a genius if I do nothing. So it's a great situation it's for a new coach. A great situation. And, you know, it's not Washington, which has been a dumpster fire. Like, right. Well, it, it, you know, they're, they're cursed. Something's going on there. Carolina, too much to overcome. Like, you got too far to go to bring them – uh, to, Did you think the owner was disciplined enough? Three hundred thousand dollar fine for throwing drink on somebody? Um, no, no, that's that's an ultimate no no. Yeah, <laughs> like you're one Some of the faces of the NFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you know a season ban, or uh-huh. half a year ban, or something like that uh, would have been more. You know, money is. You know how the NFL is, though, and I agree with yeah. you, but the NFL is they like to slot things. Well, for this offense, you get fined this much, and I think it was Bud Adams when he owned the Oilers. He flipped off some fan once, yeah. and they fined him $250,000. So they're like, okay, well, that's like that, so $300,000 fine. Well, and when was Bud Adams fined two fifty? It was a while. Long ago, yeah. right? So two fifty dollars <laughs> uh, back then is probably like it yeah. should be a million at least. Yeah. You know, $300,000. No, I, I, I think that's one of the worst, you know, but see, some people say, hey, the NFL, if you do something that affects the other owners, they will come down hard on you. Right. You do something that affects the fans, eh, nah, it's slap not. on the wrist. Yeah, it's, well, because Roger Goodell and company, they work for the owners. Yeah. You know, right. and so, uh, you know, that that's what that's about. But in terms of, you know, hardball and the opportunities, like I said, I, I think now's the time to jump ship at Michigan. They're favored to win uh, and beat Washington on Monday uh, you can write your price, write your – Yeah, and the Chargers job is a good job, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think that's a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need you. There's a need there. It's a perfect storm for Coach Harbaugh. He's a strange guy, man. Yeah. He's a strange yeah. guy. Good coach. Yeah. 
But, you know, the NFL is different, I I think, than the NBA. Uh, You know, unless you're Nick Saban, you know, you're at that level where you're the most powerful man in the state. You're going to win every year. You're going to be like Alabama shouldn't have been in the in the in the conference football college football playoff this year. But because it's Alabama, because it's, uh, you know, Nick Saban, whereas when you look at the NBA or college basketball. The Roy Williams, I'm going back the Shashevskis, the Izzo's like those guys have built something. Mm hmm. And it doesn't make sense for them to go to the NBA. It's institutional success. Institutional success. success. Exactly. You know, whereas, you know, they all could have went. Like, Mark Few even at Gonzaga could have been. But Harbaugh has had success already in the NFL. He knows if he goes to the right situation, he'll be successful again. And so I, I think he leaves after this. I think it's good for the league, yeah, too. Especially, you know, the Chargers are just right now so, uh, Yeah. And they need a jolt. Yeah, they They'll need a jolt. give them that. And him there, yeah. They, they would become a factor. When we come back, 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Kyle Draper wants to know how you would fix things. Are you challenging people Yes, here? yes, because everybody got an opinion and everybody's weighing in. Oh, Mike Brown got to do this. So you got to trade. I want I want to know. Yeah. I want to hear. Don't don't hide behind your keyboard. Right. Uh what would you do? And I also want to know what about the loss last night? What troubled you the most about the loss last night? It's coming up here from the Gold One Centers. We get ready for the Kings and the Magic. Drive guys and your calls next Sackdown Sports. And it's time for a Drapes Challenge at 339-1140 or 1-800-920-1140. Kyle Draper Wants to hear from Kings fans who have all these ideas on how to fix things on social media. He wants to hear it right from it's, you. It's ridiculous. Put and your it, name on it. And, and it's my fault. It, it's it's my fault because you're on Twitter. Yeah. Everybody's on Twitter. Yeah. I still call it Twitter. I ain't going to call Me it too. that other thing. Right. They got this for you thing now. And it's, it's sort of like uh, – a rabbit hole. It's 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 a train wreck. You know, it's mm-hmm. you, you start clicking on it, and then they they show you things, and it just makes my my blood boil. Some of these hot takes out there from so called Sacramento Kings fans and fan you know sites and things like that. And I'm like, let let's have a talk then. Let let's let's hash it out. Don't just throw it out there behind you know a a, a, a hashtag or a name you know a, a, a avatar and all that. Like, put your name on it. Tell me why you want to trade Harrison Barnes. Tell me why Kevin Herter is not the answer. Y'all been dogging my guy, Chris Duarte. And so sometimes I get frustrated about that. And and it's my fault. Like I said, I should not go to that section of Twitter. I should just stay in the safe people I follow, people I'm cool with, people mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, man, it, 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 it's, it's, it's like a train wreck, man. You know, it's. It's, you can't turn away. Yeah. 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Drapes wants to know how you would fix things. I would also like to know what about last night bothered you yeah. the most. What was it about that game last night? Because I've just, as I've confessed to Brother Draper here, I just was, I was just confused leaving the arena. It's like, I don't understand anymore what's going on with this team. But how about you? Ramsey joins us here on Sackdown Sports. Hello, Ramsey. What's up? Not too much, gentlemen. I was actually trying to touch double back to one of the last segments about football for a minute. That's all right. Yeah, and we do- can do that too, Ramsey. What you got? And double back about Drake. I got love for the Eagles. I don't have a dog in the playoff fight. 
But I think it, it's going to be a tough road if the Eagles have to go on the road in that first game to whoever the NFC South champion is. Because we've seen this before in the playoffs. We, we underestimate the teams that are at home with the worst record than the, the road wildcard team. And, the, and it's a home playoff game. And that home team shows up. No, you're right. You're, you're, I, I hear what you're saying, Ramsey. Home field does matter in the NFL. My belief most, is most. that the Eagles, on their best day, and we haven't seen it. We, we haven't no. seen it a whole lot. But maybe it's because I'm biased, and, I'm, and this is wishful thinking and hopeful thinking. I'm hoping come playoff time we'll see their best. I know it's a lot to ask, and I hear you. Going on the road is going to be tough no matter what. I'm just hoping that they'll get their act together and we'll see their best. Yeah, neither one of those NFC East playoff teams wants to go on the road, whether it be Philly or Dallas loses. No, you're 100% right, man. You are 100% right. Thanks, Ramsey. Appreciate it. Ramsey said he didn't have a dog in the fight. I'll take him at his word. I did think I heard a little bit of an NFC South twang in his voice a little bit. <laughs> right? I don't have a dog in the fight. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he's from <laughs> New Orleans or Tampa or something like that. You're right. <laughs> uh, Glenn joins us on Sacktown Sports. Hello, Glenn. Thanks for hanging. What's up? Hello, fellas. Happy New Year to you. Good. Um, What's up, Glenn? Well, I wanted to talk about last night in my respect. I'm not, and I'm not a genius or a coach or anything like that. But it seemed like the coach was sending a message his point guard, De'Aaron Fox, his shooting guard, they was—they didn't show too much basketball smart because, you know, Charlotte couldn't stop the inside. So why would you have a lead and shoot threes? You should be calling the play to get the ball down in the paint, run the clock, and, and you probably get some in ones in that. But let the, let the other team take the ball out of the basket. It's just simple basketball. So that's what frustrated me last night. Hmm. All right, thanks, Glenn. One of the Kings to attack the basket more. They did only shoot 36 threes, which in today's NBA is not an especially not high number. And that's below their target, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, they want to be 40 to 45. And, no, I, I hear you, Glenn. You know, one of the things, and, and I'm not knocking De'Aaron Fox, This is it, it's taken me a while to get adjusted to this sharpshooter De'Aaron Fox. I'm so used to him getting into the paint getting to the elbow and knocking down those jumpers. We had Michael Pina on uh, uh, earlier from the ringer, and he said De'Aaron Fox has cut his long twos in half. You know, I'm so used to seeing him take two-point shots. Mm -hmm. It's taken me a while to get used to seeing him uh, shoot so many three-pointers a game. Yeah, I did think the Kings looked like they might have had a little bit of an issue with Charlotte's size and athleticism under the basket. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, guys like Bridges – uh, PJ, even Nick out Richards. There. Nick, Nick Richards, he's long. I mean, yeah. he, he's a he's a big boy, and you know that's one of the, the teams, kind of teams that you know have caused uh, some issue for Sacramento. And I, I feel like when I look at a guy like Bridges who went off for twenty seven last night, he plays with a little force, a little power. We'll see that tonight in Paolo Bancaro. Like, who's going to check Paolo? We didn't have anybody that could check. Um, uh, Bridges last night, and Bancaro's a better player. So yeah. I'm worried about that match. Is it Harrison Barnes? Is it Keegan Murray? Might we have to see some early Trey Lyles? And so uh, that's a matchup I'm looking at tonight. Your boy Campio on the chat. Mike King starting five. Sabonis, 
Lyles, Lynn, Herder, and Fox. What do you think? Huh? <laughs> My starting five. Copy. <laughs> Ray Lyles. Station. Yeah. Get this Alex dude. Lynn. <laughs> Let, hold on. <laughs> Go big. Copio's going big. Herder and Fox. And then you got the big guys up front. Sabonis, Lynn, and Lyles. Let, let me just say this. I Sacramento Kings, we have found our mark. Light this dude up. <laughs> he got Keegan Murray coming off the bench. Copio, I'm going to take your, your, your basketball card. You ain't going to be able to call. You ain't going to be able to be on the YouTube chat. You ain't going to be able to tweet us. I'm going to mute you on Twitter. You got Keegan Murray coming off the bench? Explain yourself. Come on, man. Huh. This is what I'm talking about. He's also got Lyles coming off the bench, so I think he crossed himself up oh, there. But all right. this all is right. why, you know, this I think is why some people are, might be uh, less than willing to call because, they're, you know, of what? Uh, Kyle Draper's going <laughs> to. No, they can't light me up on social media and YouTube okay. and text all right. and then not give me an opportunity to fire back. Uh-huh. Everybody's an expert. Everybody has these educated opinions and everything. I want to hear them. That's all. Look, don't let me be the only one putting my stuff out there for the world to hear. Uh-huh. These guys can do it, too. That's all right. I'm saying. Right. What is the answer? What is a possible answer? Is a possible answer, stay with what you're doing and it'll get better. It's not the answer anybody wants to hear. But is that a viable, reasonable answer? What? First, we need to identify the problem. Is And let's take it player by player. Kevin Herter. What's our issue with Kevin Herter? He's not making shots. Not right? making shots, and he doesn't. He never was a very good defender. So when he's not oh. making shots, yeah. All right. So if we stick with him, historically, he's a good shooter, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Historically, he's a good shooter. Uh huh. So I would be more inclined to stick with him. You mean as a starter? As a starter, okay. Because like, right now I, he's not starting. I would, I would yeah. because he's not hitting shots. Yeah, but. And Mike Brown has given him a long time. But at some point, I think Mike Brown will go back to him because you need Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter was a big part of 48 wins last season. He was rock solid He last was year. rock solid. So was Barnes. Now, the question is, did he forget how to shoot? Most times that doesn't happen, right? Like mm-hmm. most times guys don't. You know, I was talking to a former Stanford product, Casey Jacobson. We remember him. Lights out shooter. This was like last year. He said he still can go out there and shoot the ball. He can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Run. So I still believe Kevin Herter can shoot. He's just knocking down shots. Now let's have the conversation about Harrison Barnes. What's our issue with Harrison Barnes? I think inconsistency. Yes, I was gonna exactly what I was gonna say. Now yeah. that's not going to change. Harrison Barnes isn't going to wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden, all of a sudden become Mr. Consistent 18 points per game score. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, now if you want to have a discussion, my thing about Harrison Barnes is we need to change our expectations because as the fifth starter, as the sixth option, you're not going to have consistency from that player. Now, if you say you want that, then you can have a conversation about moving him to the bench. I could argue, too, if you put Trey Lyles in there, Trey Lyles ain't going to be consistent. We see Trey Lyles coming off the bench. He's Trey Lyles not consistent. doing a good job off the bench right no, now. No, but it's, it's a he, good he had three out of four games where he had zero points, I think it was, uh, last week. He was uh, talking about a roller coaster. One game he had zero, next he had yeah. eight, then he had zero. And so I, I just think it's the nature of the sixth option on your team 
it's going to be inconsistent. Let's get this call in real quick because we're we're up against a timeout. Richard joins us, Sackdown Sports. Hello, Richard. What's on your mind? Hey, man. Uh, I was just wanted to talk about the Kings, man. Uh, I think they're uh, they're just a little immature, man. They need uh, a veteran player, not like Harrison Barnes, uh, you know, to, to to snap them back into put them back in their place, you know, uh, while they're on the floor, uh, like a floor general, you know. Uh, they're inconsistent with their with, with everything. They just they feel like an immature team, you know. Uh, thank you. That gets back to people talk about veteran leadership. Maybe that's something the Kings could acquire. I'm not seeing that, Kyle, but people are talking about that. No, I I, I think not only veteran leadership, but also experience. You know, Jokic and Denver didn't become champions overnight. Mm-hmm. And so we need to let Keegan develop into that lead. We not, De'Aaron Fox, as great as he is, this is only his second year as a, a on a playoff caliber team. So he's still, excuse me, he's still learning. DeMontis Sabonis, he's still, like, all the, this is all uncharted territory for these guys. And so, you know, I do think veteran leadership, yes, but also you just got to let it time to marinate. Give it time to marinate, too. Yeah. Hey, we have a giveaway here. Give me a number, if you would, Kyle, with zero to ten. Anything goes. Give anything. me six. Call her six. All right. Live Nation has teamed up with Sacktown Sports for your chance to check out the hilarious Anthony Giselnik at Hard Rock, Sacramento, next Friday, January 12th. That's next Friday, January 12th. Caller number six right now, 339-1140, Your chance to check out Anthony Giselnik, Hard Rock Cafe, next Friday. For more information, visit Sacktown sports.com we are back with more from the golden one here uh coming up what can we expect from the kings tonight do we have any idea that's next year draper gleason drive guys sack down sports